Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, everyone. Episode 11 of Sex with My Grandma. Hey, Bubba. Hi, darling. How are you tonight? Good, as always. So I'm Olivia Simons and joined by my amazing grandmother who we call Bubba, Ruth Simons. She's a psychologist. She's a sexologist. She's amazing. She's everything you want in a woman and more. Thank you, my darling. So are you. How's that for an, in- how's Unbe- that for an intro? Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should just pre-record something, but I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'd love to talk to you, but we need to talk after the session. So much gossip to tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know we've had a week haven't we (laughs) so tonight we're going to be talking about long-term relationships and how to get that spark back Mm -hmm. I want to call it getting your groove back Uh, yeah absolutely yep you can do that exactly yeah yeah so I think like the reason we wanted to talk about this is because we touched on libido last week but a question that we get time and time and time again is how to get the spark back in a relationship and people ask us all the time why you know, sex dwindles and you become less romantically inclined with your partner after a long-term relationship. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm really keen to cover this conversation. I know that you've got a lot to cover here. Yes, I know. So I think where we should start off is like, you know, why do we stop having sex in a long-term relationship or why does sex kind of like drop off? Look, as you just said, Liv, that, uh, it's such a complex, um, can, story that mm. yeah I could talk about it for a week but um a lot of people think that they lose interest in sex because of physical causes for so sec- for low sexual desire but there are many emotional factors and stresses that also uh, can be the cause and um like anything like, like work like money like the moon Yep. Oh. Your period. Everything. <laughs> yeah, there's a full moon tonight and my phone. I know, my it's phone, gorgeous. Uh, when, my, when I get a full moon, my phone does not stop ringing. <laughs> it, Mine has not rung once. Why doesn't <laughs> anyone talk to me? <laughs> so the, I talk to my clients. You know, I'm going to go back to the thing that I say all the time. Sex does mm. not live on an island by itself. It's joined to a mainland. And when people come through my door and my, and tell me that, They've lo- the the female says she's lost her interest in sex. Uh, mm. They they actually really are hoping that I can give them a quick fix, and it is is anything but a quick fix. 
Um, I, so there's I, enough, there's, there is no like magic, there's no, snap your fingers. No, there's more help for men, as I, I've told you before, because mm-hmm. men, when men have erectile problems, there are so many reasons why, what they can do to help themselves. But with women, it's a whole different ball game because as you just said, you mentioned a couple of the things that inhibit our sex lives but yeah. but it goes on it could be a lack of finance it can be mm. hating your work it could be mm-hmm. children I mean busy schedules um having babies having you know have yeah. suffering with fatigue by being up all night with the kids yeah poor. so it's like it's all kind of like stress related if you really break yes, it down but I when I when I actually talk to my my clients, I, I actually I draw up like a pie, and and I like a round, a round pie, chart. pie chart, and yeah, and I, I put on the pie things like finances, work, babies, children, health, medications play a huge part, lack yeah. of hobbies. One of the biggest things is communication. I oh my god, we need to talk about that because well, communication mm-hmm. is like huge. It is huge. It's, well, it's the bottom line of everything that we do. Work, agreed. Se- sex lives, relationships, everything. So mm-hmm. the lack of social life, fun, addictive behaviours, body image. I, I, mm. I was going to talk last week about IVF and how IVF affects sex drive, but I won't go into much of that tonight. But even th- maybe touch. I think we should touch it on it a little bit because yeah. I think a lot of people deal with IVF, and also mm. there's so much stigma mm. around and pressure for people to fall pregnant and like even yeah. a couple of my friends now they've been married for like two months and they're like we're not pregnant yet I'm like guys just calm down yeah. like enjoy the moment yes but many people um don't realize there there's so much emotional pressure that goes with IVF exactly. pa- apart from the fact that your hormones go into wild havoc because of mm. you know the injections and the the yeah. and the, the treatments that they have prior to falling pregnant. Yeah. And and men also you know, like sex goes out the window as sex and pleasure and loving. It actually men start believing that they're nothing but a sperm bank because the only thing that they mm. are used for is quick, come quickly, you know, this is the time of the month, let's do it, let's get into it. And and when that it's kind of like nothing sexier than having to like schedule no. sex like i get it we all need to do but, it like but it's used for procreation it's not used for having fun or anything else and so is it true mm, i don't know if you know this mm, but i've heard that i don't know mm, if this is true mm, urban legend olivia here she comes yeah is it true, yes is it true that you it's like conception is often more successful when you both orgasm and it's in like a moment of pure pleasure and joy rather than like that scheduled. I don't know if that's an urban myth. I think it's a little bit of an urban myth. I think, you know, I would, uh, on another night we'll, we'll talk about uh, – we talked about e- orgasms and I, I think I said it to you last week. I forget what I say from week to week. But I, Same. Yeah, I, I think I spoke about <laughs> – about, Good luck to I us. I know, pre-cum for men um, that they think it's just a form of moisture – moisturizing the woman um but in oh my god but but in reality there's a lot of sperm floating around in pre-cum so a lot of women fall pregnant so um i know from like the withdrawal method yeah I know. Yeah, that's exactly why what happens. Mm. Oh my god! Yes, it's not just lube, guys. No, it's not lube. <laughs> <laughs> but let's back to IVF. 
I can't tell you how many guys are like, I'll just pull out. Like, mate, no. No, they've already done it. The baby's already floating around inside. <laughs> Stop. You're giving me anxiety. Back on the pill I go. <laughs> Definitely. Def- and condoms. Yeah, no, no, Definitely I always con- use a condom. Good, Don't good. worry. Okay. Okay, so a lot of people, when they go through all the IVF program and they have unsuccessful attempts, they feel like such failures. So there's no pleasure in it. Everybody walks around feeling sad and mm-hmm. like a failure. And sometimes people tell me that it takes up to one to two years to get their sex lives back after treatment. So is that is that after having like successful IVF or IVF at all? IVF at all, and also after successful, well, particularly after mm. having babies, because as I told you, babies themselves uh, affect your sex lives. There's no question about that. But you know what? I can actually attest to this, and I don't know if it's the same thing, but yeah. fuck it, whatever. I'm going to say. Yeah. I swear, <laughs> when I was with my ex and we got Lester, yeah, Lester's my dog, by the way. Anyone <laughs> who doesn't know, I swear, I was like, who are you? boyfriend all I care about is this dog like literally and she's very to all my listeners my granddaughter is so in love and symbiotic with this dog and I'm telling you right now I feel so sorry for this dog because when she has her real baby this (laughs) this dog is going to get sent back to animal welfare that's what's going to happen to it honestly it's fine he's medicated he's on Prozac (laughs) he's got proper separation look he's just as obsessed with me as I am like he literally gets separation anxiety if I leave the room but it's all right he's medicated now (laughs) living his best life and we're both medicated and and I hope you are too actually (laughs) okay so I'm gonna go only on Thursday I'm gonna go back to issues that affect relationships and that um that there's there's other other causes like uh, emotional ones where there's an imbalance mm. of control of power in the relationship where women feel very controlled and stressed and unresolved anger. Some women have a fear of sex and I, I could spend a whole night talking to you about. What do you mean they're scared of sex? Well, because very often very religious uh, groups oh. – Mm. Put the fear of death into couples about having sex before marriage, and but even after marriage, they're still scared because well, it's so drilled into it, them. It's like an integral well, what, in a dialogue. Well, what happens is is that they're not allowed to have sex before marriage, and it's drilled into their heads, and so they might not get married for two to three years. Now, the limerence phase of the relationship only lasts anything from eighteen months to two years. So, if they go through that limerence phase and they don't have sex. When they come out the other side, they ha- they lose that na- natural in lust phase, um, and for for a lot of the women, they are so scared that they end up getting a condition called vaginismus, which is painful sex, because really? you know, what happens is their the pelvic floor muscle goes into a spasm out of fear. And then when the guys try to penetrate them, they can't because – and it's excruciatingly painful. So they then have to go to physiotherapists, including people like myself, and they Mm. they have to start using dilators to learn how to stop that pelvic floor muscle from going into a spasm to be able to relax and allow their partners to penetrate them. So, just out of curiosity, yes. where does one find a dilator? Just in case anyone wants to know, online you can buy dilators online. They come in mm-hmm. they come in packets of five, from very yep. from very very small to 
about the average size penis. Um, and for women, I'm like define average. Well, no, I, I told you, <laughs> <laughs> like tw- twelve foot long, made of steel. <laughs> That's what most people think. No, they're, they're, what most people want. No, I'm kidding. So no, it's actually we use it in a therapeutic um, situation where mm. women then learn to insert a very very tiny one, which is about the size of a tampon. In fact, yeah. some women can't even insert tampons. That's, that, that's wow. how it is. So, the, Would you recommend that they use this dilator alone or with their partner? No, on, on their own. They have, they have own. to learn to tolerate uh, being able to insert it until they can get to a stage where they learn to relax. But there's a lot of exercises that go with it as well. They need psychotherapy, so that's why they come to me. And I, yeah. and I work with... Uh, physiotherapists that specialize in female issues um, and, mm-hmm. and so yeah so they're, they're, that's another reason why women get frightened of having sex issues yeah. with intimacy and self-esteem there's so many women that have low self-esteem about their bodies and everything else so that they go off sex especially after having kids as well yes and one of the biggest issues of course that I see in my room is unresolved trauma after sexual abuse and yeah, uh, I work. With, I feel like it's a lot more common than we realize. Oh my god! You know, one of my male colleagues asked me one day, "Is there any woman in the world that hasn't been sexually abused?" And I said, mm-hmm. "Not many, really." It's, it's that's it's, really sad. Isn't oh my it? god! And guys get sexually abused as well. Oh, yes, thank you for bringing it up because what's happening now is that men are starting to come out of the woodwork. I am seeing more men today that have been mm. that are coming out in their 50s talking about their sexual abuse as children than ever before and I think it's because there's been so much media uh, yeah. hype about sexual abuse and there's so many men talking about it that men are feeling more comfortable and and particularly if it does affect their sex lives, that it comes out when either partner wants to leave each other because of what is not happening in their sex lives, they eventually feel, I have to tell you that I was sexually abused. And um, it it all comes out. It's very, very horrible for men to admit it. Women, when women admit it, they've, they've usually spoken to other people about it or spoken to their parents or whatever. But, yeah. but I've had many men um, come out in my room that have never, ever said it to a soul in their lives and they, they're so ashamed. Men, men suffer with so much shame over it. So Yeah, there is a lot of shame. And also, of course, people in abusive relationships, that doesn't help either. So what I do is I get my clients to rate out of 10 when I go through that whole list of things that might be that might inhibit their relationship like finances like babies like lack yep. of sleep on the pie chart the, high, the pie chart so yeah if they're up near six seven eight nine ten they're doing okay but anything under six is not their relationship or that part of the pie is not in a good position and so mm. we have to work on whatever they're very, very low in because it's a bit like a cog in a wheel. So if one cog breaks down, it starts to break everything else down in the wheel. And, and yeah. that's what I call dealing with the issues that happen on the mainland 
before we even go anywhere near that sex island. So, right. so it's, and also I think it would really help people to see it laid out visually for absolutely. them. Absolutely. And so um, when I talk of the opposite to inhibitors are enhancers. So when all is good, of course, you know, sex is going to be easier. Uh, but more yep. importantly, sex is an attitude. Um, and I say to my clients that we all have stress in our lives. The day we don't, we stop having stress is the day we, they cart us off to the cemetery. Um, but, <laughs> but good pathology is how we deal with all the inhibitors that we have in our life mm. and that's what it's about. Mm. And so what I do with my ladies and um, particularly – I'm going to talk about ladies, as I said, that because men we've kind of talked about guys, yes, with like and how to kind how of they get, get that it, back. yes. Um, but a lot of women, you know, believe that they lack desire because they do not feel physically turned on prior to sexual activity, but it, they they feel you know they lose feeling horny and you know the flush feeling and that tingling feeling in their genitals. They, they think if they don't get that, they don't want sex. But in reality, they're called fanny flutters. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. You're really educating me in this program, Olivia. That's courtesy of Love Island UK. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking it when I was writing all this out today that mm. that how to deal with your sexual loss of interest in sex is just spend half an hour with her, Olivia Simons, I think. <laughs> I think you're a t- I think you could save a lot of people, Olivia. <laughs> Why? Because I'm so sexy. Sexy and I think you're just so out there and I think you just say it as it is. <laughs> oh my God. Good luck to anyone who asked me for help. <laughs> and so the thing is um for women is that God, I love you. You're like literally my biggest fan. I, I could talk to you all day. You build me up so much. <laughs> so I'm just thinking about that. <laughs> yes, I do love you. <laughs> I love you. So all those lovely feelings that women would really love to feel, most of the time they're so tired by the time they flop yeah. into bed. But when they're mad, the guy puts his hand out and starts caressing them and touching that, them. That, that, that we all know that. That turns yeah, them we on. All know. Okay. Or like yeah. that cuddle with that little like move, yes. that little pelvis wiggle. Yeah, we know yeah. it. And also we know what we're doing when we do that too. I know. And, and then that's when women feel aroused. And, and then they can have sex and enjoy it. I mean, I have a saying that uh, I often state that men just have to be in the room to get aroused, but women have to be in the mood. And yeah. so that um, we need to – women need to be touched, seduced, caressed before these – What do you think about couples watching porn together? Well, some women tell me they don't mind watching porn. Um, I actually – the majority of the women do. There's nothing sexy about watching – you know, a 12-inch penis floating across No, but I feel like a lot of women watch girl-on-girl girl porn because it's all about the chick. Well, I think that women that are into porn, because actually when I, we talked about porn a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was amazed at the figures that I read that 30% of women have become porn addicts. Yeah, wild. Yeah, it, it's the, Do you blame the, us? I don't know. <laughs> you, you know that. I'm I'm an equalist. I'm not a sex, you know me, I'm not a feminist. I love you being equalist, but I'm just saying there's a lot of single ladies and a lot of single guys and it's locked down at the moment. So, you know, you've got to do what you've got to do. So the truth is that if there's a drop in sexual desire, it's an early warning that something is not right in the person's life. And so the worst thing that a sex therapist can do 
when so, when a couple come through that my door is to tell the woman that t- in order to improve her sex sexual desire is to prescribe more sweat sex. That is the actually worst thing that you can do. So the worst thing is to be like, well, go home and go do it. Go home and do it. It's and close your eyes and you know do your Woolworth shopping in your head and just do it. You know that. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't work. How many, how many women do you reckon are thinking about something else when they're having sex? I reckon about 90%. Really? <laughs> yes, yeah. I've definitely, like, felt my, like, attention drift somewhere else. Yeah. But it often means it's not very good. But women are very easy, easily distracted. I mean, they could be in the middle of having an orgasm and look up and see the cupboard door open in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Fickle creatures. Yeah, and jump up and want to shut the cupboard door. You know, it all depends how OCD you are about cleanliness. But anyway, <laughs> the first thing a therapist does is to ask the male partner to abstain from having sex or initiating sex until we find out what is happening for the woman that she has lost her interest in sex. Okay. Yeah, and this is basically us focusing on females losing their libido. Yes. With guys, we're like, just take some Cialis, you're yes. good. Yes, yes. And so, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to a, You'll be fine. To an, Here's some meds. Yeah. Um, but it could easily happen the other way around, right? Like guys can definitely like be put under stress and like be experiencing all those inhibitors, like you said, and lose their sex drive, right? Exactly. They do. Yeah, they oh, do. Definitely. When you talk about men and look – just have a just a, a quick glance at what's happening in Sydney at the moment with mm-hmm. with every with the lockdown, the stress, the people yep. going out of business. Um, yeah. But I can say that men yep. are stressed. Well, I go yep. back to as just as much. Yeah, men are just as stressed, and particularly when you think how many people have gone out of business over COVID. That mm. the the fallout of the stress related to the lack of finance, how they're going to yeah. look after their families. Do you honestly think they want yeah. to come home and have sex with their wives or partners? No mm. way. Last and also mm. kids are at home; they can't go anywhere. Yeah. They're living in each other's pockets. Yeah, homeschooling, homeschooling. So people are trying to hold down jobs, do their jobs from home, worry about how they're going to pay their bills teach their yeah. children, you know, homeschooling. There is so much stress mm. around and sex would be the last thing on anybody's head right at this moment in many in yeah. many homes. But yeah. so what I do is um, I also ask my couples to come in alone so I see them separately um, okay. because I, a lot of couples feel very shy about opening up about yeah. and they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings. No, so of course So it gives not. them a chance to vent and talk openly about what's going on for them in their lives and the thing that I explain to to women that they are the uh, the only person that can get their sex drive back there's nothing their male partner Mm. can do to help them so what I teach my women from the start is they have to do what we call solo exercises Okay. And they start off, first of all, I talk to them about how much exercise they do because exercise itself produces pheromones, the D8 endorphins. endorphins, the DHEAs that I talk about, which drives their sex drive. And yep. so that's, that's for starters, um, can start the ball rolling. Um, mm. Then I get them to uh, keep a track and a diary 
of how they're feeling daily and chart their progress. Because after, along with the exercises, I, I can then get them to go to bookstores. You asked me about women watching porn. Um, I, yeah. I think that um, there's a lot of erotic porn. Or erotic novels. Ero- oh, yeah. Er- erotic novels. So I, I, I tell my girls, women, go and get an erotic no- novel and um, uh, get some get some ideas, get, get some get fanny flutters going. And there's look, there's a couple of books which I'm not afraid to mention on our podcast because they're damn good books. One yeah. one book, it's it's an old book, but I reckon it's a fabulous book. And but particularly, the the last things that couples communicate about is is sex. They'd rather divorce and talk to each other about what they're really thinking and feeling sexually. Fear of rejection. Yeah. But yeah. no, it's the fear of, of the minute one person tells the other that they're unhappy about what's happening, the other person becomes defensive. And instead yeah. of saying, okay, well, if that's a problem, let's sit down and work out what we can do about it, that doesn't happen. That conversation doesn't happen. So mm. what I get my guys, my couples to do is download a book called um, Hot Sex, How to Get It by Tracy Cox. How about that name for a book? Love it. Love and it. it's a it's a, a really old book, but it's the ABC of sex. And I get my couples to do, do download it on the audio version mm-hmm. and listen to it in bed together. And and you get hot. No, don't get hot. Just talk about it. It opens up. Oh. It opens up the channels of talking objectively about sex. Oh, so it's not an erotic novel. It's just it, like it's a t- more factual. It's actual book. factual factual book. Okay. Oh. Um, and and they could, that it opens up the door for them to. It's like giving them permission to go to school and learn about sex and be able to talk to each other about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is like a really easy step for you guys to take together. Yes. That's what they can do. Hmm. But on as the solo, I want my girls then to go online, go and get some erotic books. Um, yeah. Go and watch some er- erotic videos. Oh, I, yes. here's where I step in. Yes. So you can watch Sex Lives on Netflix. Look, you're not in it for the storyline. Yes. It's basically softcore porn mm-hmm. or anything Outlander. I'm here for it. Trust me. Thank me later. Is that the name of it? Anything Outlander? No, no, no. It's called Outlander. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you for giving that information. So this is where you're You can so pass good. that on to your clients. Thank you, darling. <laughs> I'll write it down when I get offline here. (laughs) Um, And the other book that I highly recommend is called Reclaiming Your Sexual Self by Catherine Hall. And Mm. it's one of the most brilliant books I've read, and I've read dozens of them, about, and it gives you exercises, which I've taken some of them uh, for this podcast tonight. Um, It's a great book for women to reclaim their sexual selves. And yeah. so, the there's 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 steps. So, when I talk about solo, uh, you know, doing this as a solo experience, the woman yeah. has to get in touch with her own sexuality, and she can only do it by mm. herself. Now, there's not many women that can afford half an hour of time on their own, but for those that can, <laughs> or for the, for, for the for the partners who really want their husband, their wives and, and girlfriends to get their sex drive back, um, they need to look after the kids and give their partners half an hour in the bedroom break. so that they can go mm. into the r- room 
and do their own thing. So it starts off by, I suggest they rub their bodies with beautiful smelling lotions. Um, yeah. Get in touch with that feminine Absolutely. side. Drop into it because it is hard. Oh. It's something I struggle with all the time, to be honest with yeah. you. Like I yeah. always, I've said this before, mm-hmm. I'm always in my masculine from work to like, I don't know, taking care of myself. I'm not sure. Like, but yes. dropping into that feminine, yes. it, when you do it, it's such a beautiful and thing. This is, Run yourself a bath. Yes, a, a lovely smelling bath. Put some lovely music on. Mm. Um, Dancing's really good as well. Yeah, all the above. Go into mm-hmm. a sex shop. on. If you don't want to go into a shop sh- sex shop, go online and buy some of the latest uh, products for uh, mm. vibrators. and yeah. Or even just lingerie for yourself. Yes. Sometimes I wear lingerie around the house just to feel good. And do you know what? You're exactly right, Olivia, in that – uh, you, oh my god! As I said that, my dad just started calling me. Lol, <laughs> looking at my phone. <laughs> Tell dad we're doing our podcast, and he loves that. So he'll get he'll get off so quick, smart. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay. Um, have we got a bit more to go, Bob? Because like I've got a few questions as well, and we're getting low okay. On time. Let me just very quickly go uh, just a few more steps. So okay, okay lingerie is great. Perfect. Yep. Um, so do something that sparks your imagination. Um, and Like arts and crafts, pottery, do something with your hands, hair mask, face mask, whatever it takes. Well, it just visualise something sexy just once once a day. You know what the Chinese say, if you can't visualise it, it won't ever happen. You have to be able to visualise it. That's just manifestation 101. And so then just to tell you that, the next thing that you do is you d- learn about mindfulness exercises where mm. you learn about breathing, where you place your hand on your stomach muscles, inhale deeply, count five, hold it, breathe out. And while you're doing that, um, I, w- I want you to then go from the top of your head down to your toes. And as you're doing it, take note of the tightness that you feel around your breasts and your genitals while you're doing it because that's where you're holding all that energy where you don't want to you don't want to use it and and mm. and learn about relaxing it while you're doing it um yeah. and then when you when you do that the other thing I'd like you to do women to do is I get them to do the Kegel exercises, that's the pelvic floor muscle exercises, because when you're doing that and you're pulling up that muscle, it actually makes you feel quite sexy doing it. So, again, I want you to diarise the sensations and keep a note of it. Um, Actually, do you know what? It's actually, there's like, and what is it, like your Kegels as well? Like Mm. there are like like four different stages of tightening that. And honestly, the best person to speak to about this is my friend Alexis. She fucking taught me how to do it. And that, like, Pilates instructor extraordinaire. Right. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'll get her to talk about it or something. Okay, I'll get well, the, maybe we'll get her. Because... I'll get her on our show and ask her to do it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Alexis, if you're listening, so when, when you, <laughs> prepare yourself. When you're doing your pelvic floor exercises, I want you to have a sexual fantasy. Imagine being kissed, caressed, touched. Um, and, and then when you finish that, I'd like you to start masturbating. And this is the yeah, this is the start of getting your sexuality back. But the important thing that you need to do in at this point is whatever you're doing, tell your partner what you're doing because what it, it actually can be quite daunting for your partner to think that 
um, remember your partner is feeling very insecure and feeling that you're rejection of him and there's a lack of desire for him. So you need to let your partner know that you're doing this because you want to get this all back so that you can be able to embrace the relationship and the passion back into your life. But don't don't yeah. shut your partner out while you're doing it. Okay. So I, I could go on, but you want to ask me some questions. Go on, Olivia. I do. I have a lot. Of, yeah. I've got some questions. So, so I put a little question box on my Instagram to get some questions from our listeners. Yeah. And when I said, what do you want to know about long-term relationships? The most common answer I had was, what's that? And how do I get one? <laughs> so, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> I said, ask me anything about a long-term relationship. And, and they, I had so many answers of what's that and how do I get yeah, one? But I think, honestly, I think that's so sad. Honestly, I do because <laughs> you know that I was 56 years with your grandfather and I, I only talk about 10-year increments to my couples today because people mm. absolutely – if you ask them, do you believe you can be together 50, 60 years, they go, they go quiet. They can't, they can't conceive it they, because we live in such a, uh, a world of instant gratification and disposable society. And as I said, yeah. they don't have many role models of long-term relationships. So I, I find yeah. that a really sad question really. Well, mm. well, that's actually perfect, yeah. perfectly leading into this next question, mm. which is um, someone asked what your thoughts are on long-term relationships and whether you recommend them these days because I feel like in our younger years we're collecting so much data on about what we want in a partner and what we want for ourselves and who we are as a person. Mm. Do you recommend getting into a long-term relationship at a young age or do you spend those years doing this like data collection and and like, you know, experiencing different people and things like that. What do you reckon? Well, remember I said to you, um, and I've done it on another podcast, that you go through life and if you're lucky to have a connection with somebody, two people in your whole life you're doing well. And, and sometimes you get that connection like I had with your grandfather when I was 16. Mm, it's true. And your sister had the same experience. <laughs> She just married she, her partner of nine exactly. years. Exactly. And they met each other mm -hmm. when they were 16 and 17 or something like so that. So sweet. And, yeah, it does happen. And I don't think you need to shop around because after a while. If you found it. Yes, if you found it, you're so lucky to have found it. And I, mm. I do tell my partners what we started to talk about last week, uh, my clients, that is that. It's so important that you do this due diligence on your relationships and check each other out and find out as much as you can about these people before you enter into a long-term relationship to see that you do share the same values. And realistically, yeah. I, I honestly believe that every 10 years you should renew your vows and just check out that you're going down the same path. Yeah, just recommit. Yeah, recommit. Just and if you're mm. not going down the same paths, go to counselling and find out if you really want to spend the next ten years with each other, and yeah. or how can you turn things around so that you can stay connected? Because yeah. believe me, divorce is horrible. There'll be a million people out there that will agree with me. And, to that. And yeah. Well, in saying that. How how do you know or what the difference is? And this is a question that came up a lot as well. What's the difference between committing to someone and settling? Like how do you know if you found the one? Look, it's, it's, it's 
the way you interact with each other. It's it's. I feel like I, it's so cliche, but I feel like you just know. It, just, it is. I, it's something I like can... you know. How do you, you you often talk about your girlfriend Alexis? Yeah. Oh, often uh, most most okay. times, yes. <laughs> you and Alexis have a connection, and you know that you've got this connection. My life partner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I I do know that you've got a lovely connection, and we and women do have a connection with their girlfriends. And you know, you know when it's real. You know when the when the female friend of yours is a lifetime friend, because you know mm. you can trust them. You're on the same page. You have the same values. You you love mm. each other, warts and all. And and it's 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 about being able to. I I feel like I repeat myself so often. It's about same always time. showing appreciation, loving each other, being respectful. Mm. Always being gra- showing gratitude, giving each other lots of strokes every day, telling each other how much you love each other. It, you know, it yeah. sounds rather boring and awful, but it's not. I feel like when you, I feel like you'll know it's the one if you want to do all this for them. Like you want to go over and above them. You want to make them happy and make their day. And if that goes away, mm-hmm. then maybe they're not your person. I'm not sure. Like I haven't been in a long relationship in a long time. But look, I feel like you just know. You do know. You do know, and yeah. you do know. You get the, the thought of when you stop and think, can I bear the thought of my partner being with anybody else but me? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you think, no, I think I'd be sick, you know. Um, yeah. You know that you, you just want to be with each other and share your lives together. And the, You used to tell me when I was younger, mm-hmm. you used to like when I was like, how do you know if you're in love with someone? Mm-hmm. You used to say, can you see yourself having – like babies with this person mm. and if I was like no then you're like then he's not the right yeah, one that's true mm. it's true but trust your gut yeah, go with your gut yeah trust your vagina yeah, something like that <laughs> the funny <part laughs> I trust my gut right. you trust your vagina <laughs> I just I just literally fly, float everything by you these days because I obviously cannot be trusted with <laughs> any decision making let's be real <laughs> um all right well I had one more question if we can if you can give me your top three tricks or tips to keep the spark alive once you're you have finished the honeymoon phase, it's about uh, committing to want to do it. As I said to you, it's about your attitude. Mm. It, it really mm. is your attitude. But I, when I, when two people, the two right people come together, and you, this is actually this really links in with the other question: How do you know yeah. you've got the right person? When you move out of the honeymoon phase and you are with the right person that you're meant to be with for the rest of your life, you 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 move from falling in love to being in love. That's nice. And that's exactly what happens. What's that like? It's it's beautiful. <laughs> it really is beautiful because you just you love that person just for being who they are and and yeah. and by Doing all the things that I said by always respecting, loving, showing appreciation. Yeah. That's how you keep the spark mm. alive. It's simple really, as that. It's simple as that. Simple as that. It is. All right. Well, well <laughs> since you've summed it up so beautifully for yes. us, um, I think we'll leave it there. But thank you so much. I think that was like a really interesting topic. And I think there's loads more for us to cover there. That's for sure. Yes. Thank you, darling. I think so too. I could actually talk about it for three days, but yeah. Keep. I mean, I could too, mm. but I think we'd probably lose a load of listeners. <laughs> okay. All right, darling. 
All right, well, thanks so much. Until and next guys, week. as always, thanks so much for listening. And please, thank you so much to everyone who has gone and given us a five-star rating and review on Apple every review and rating counts. So please, please keep rating and reviewing us and recommend just recommend us to your friends. If I could say recommend, that would also be great. Um, and yeah, please join the Facebook page as well. It's called Sex With My Grandma Podcast. Um, we look forward to chatting with you there. And we've got a really beautiful little community going. So, yeah, that's it from us for now. Till next week. Bye, darling. Till next time. <laughs> All right. Love you, Bob. Bye. Bye <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.